everyone, and welcome back to the Redbeard Outdoors podcast. This is Jonathan, your host, and here at Redbeard Outdoors, we talk about three main things, faith and family, fitness, and the outdoors, and how all three of those things incorporated into your life will make you more successful and happier living in this life. Whether you have a family of your own, whether you're looking to create a family, whether you are a sibling, a child, or you've been adopted into a family, whether literally or not literally, whatever, everyone has family. And if you don't, your group of friends need to become your family. You need to surround yourself with amazing people. Today, I have an awesome guest by the name of Nick Wingo. And Nick is the founder of Building Grit. Uh, He wrote the book. He's an amazing guy that talks about the struggles of PTSD, how he has dealt with that personally, and he aims to help other people and the spouses of people suffering from PTSD to live better, happier lives and to live more fulfilled because PTSD is very debilitating. And me coming from a military family, I've seen how it can affect people if they don't get help and then also how it can affect people if they do get help and having a big community or even just a small family to support you through those struggles is a big deal and definitely contributes to your success in the future. So that's just kind of a brief interview there or in intro there to, to Nick. He's just an amazing guy. I'll let him talk a little bit more. Uh, but first guys, I'm terrible at, uh, advertisements. I, I, I really am awful. I don't like to try and push things on you because I don't know you personally. Um, maybe I do, but for most of you listening, I don't know you personally. I don't know what your needs are, but I assume that if you're listening to my podcast, you love the outdoors. You love backpacking, camping, getting outside, uh, having good gear, good nutrition, and you're always looking to tinker or get better at whatever it is that deals with faith, family, fitness, and the outdoors. So I have lots of links down below of companies that I work with that provide amazing quality products. I don't work with them or ask uh, them to provide you with a discount until I've tried their product. And I make sure that it's something that works for me because if it doesn't work for me, I'm not going to be trying to sell it to you guys. So if you're already in the market for any of the products that I'm going to mention, Uh, please go save some money, use the discount code, support these amazing companies and help this podcast continue to grow. So one of the amazing companies is Absolute Aid. Absolute Aid is a CBD company, non-THC. It's just a company that wants to help you either uh, feel less stress. So they have a relief uh, formula or a calm formula, sorry. They have another one that is for recovery that I prefer Uh, On the days where I'm feeling a little bit more sore or maybe my joints are a little achy, whatever it may be from a hard workout, uh, I tend to lean towards that rather than taking ibuprofen or anything uh, along those lines. It allows my body to recover. Um, They also have a focus formula. So go check them out. They also have a a balm that you can rub on uh, for sore ligaments, tendons, muscles, whatever it is that you may need. Go check out Absolute Aid. Uh, the the links down below. Also, alpenfuel.com. Alpenfuel is the best backcountry granola around, bar none, period. My favorite is the white chocolate cranberry with a close second being either the chocolate strawberry or the caramel apple, but go and check out all their different flavors. They're all amazing. And you can also order Heather's Choice. Heather's Choice is all gluten-free, very, very near and dear to my heart, uh, so my gut's not torn up in the backcountry. Next time you go backpacking or hunting, go check out alpenfuel.com. Save some money on those backcountry meals. It's not cheap. I understand that uh, to get good quality nutrition in the backcountry. Go check them out. They're an amazing company. And save a little bit of money, right? Uh, and then on top of that, I have I work with First Form and mainly first form outdoors, but they have the highest quality supplements out there. Now, again, I don't like to sell supplements necessarily unless you have a gap in your nutrition, or maybe you just like a pre-workout, but they're the best protein that I've ever had. Highest quality, hands down, best customer service I've ever experienced with any supplement company. Go check them out. Use the link down below. 
get free shipping. And uh, if you need something along supplementation, multivitamin, uh, protein, and again, if you enjoy pre-workout, a little boost in the morning, go check them out. All the other links that I have are down below. And of course, check me out on Instagram, red.beard.outdoors. Shoot me a message or an email with a screenshot of the review that you're leaving for this podcast, and I'll send you something to mail out of my gratitude. Now, I've taken a ton of your time. Again, I'm terrible at advertising. I'm not trying to sell you stuff you don't need, but just go ahead and save money if you're buying things along these lines. Go check out these amazing companies. Now, without further ado, here's my awesome conversation with Nick Wingo from Building Grit. All right, I've got an awesome treat for you guys today. We've got Nick Wingo here, and uh, I found Nick through a group that I work with, with First Form Outdoors and just First Form in general. And uh, I love what he does, the community that he creates and what he does for, for veterans and uh, many other of our service members. So Nick, give us a little rundown. Who are you? Yeah, thanks, man. I really appreciate you bringing me on the podcast. I'm stoked to be here. Uh, so my name is Nick Wingo. As you said, I was a firefighter for 20 years. I left on post-traumatic stress. I had a kind of rough career. I uh, spent 10, 10 years up in a mountain department and then moved down to the city for another 10 years where I became a paramedic and uh, worked on the busiest ambulance unit of the, the city I was working for and um, lost a total of 10 friends, five to suicide and and started to suffer some some um, post-traumatic stress, some suicidal ideations myself. And so I actually had to um, go get treatment in Maryland for 35 days. And when I, when I was there, I, I made the decision to not go back to that job. Uh, it just was not wasn't working for me anymore. It was causing me way too much stress. And I just really, I had no ability to sleep and I was having nightmares and the suicide ideations. And so it was a really rough go. And so since I separated, I I wrote a book called building grit, how to fight the fires of PTSD and come out stronger on the other side. That's just about my journey through my post-traumatic stress. That's a continual journey that you, you know, you have to continue to work through. Uh, and I also started a nonprofit called Gifting Grit. And that nonprofit is to cover the cost of the deductibles for firefighters to get the mental health treatment they need. Just because when I went to get the, <clears throat> when I went to get mental health treatment, I actually had to pay for my deductible out of pocket. And I just didn't want to, I don't want to see anybody be deterred from going to get treatment because of the cost. So yeah, that's just no, a quick rundown. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. So building grit. That's awesome. I, I love that. Uh, it's definitely a great, a great way to put it. And, you know, that's, that's really rough. Um, having five friends, you know, losing five friends to, to suicide, losing five friends in general, 10, you know, like what you were saying, and then five to suicide is uh, that that's a tough burden, man. That's um, I can't imagine. I, I yeah, can't. It's, it's definitely, it's definitely heavy to carry, you know, it's, and it's something that not a lot of people know about with the fire service. And so, you know, people look at firefighters as these great, amazing people, they're doing amazing things and they're for, there for you when you call 911 and they're the heroes, right? And what they don't realize is that they're suffering. They're suffering from all the death that they see and all the crap that they deal with and all the things that come up on a regular basis. And so, you know, a lot of people, you, you, they think firefighter means, you know, someone who goes out and fights fires. And I'm here to tell people that that's not the, the case. In fact, fires is such a small percentage of what we do. You know, it's it's maybe, you know, less than 10%, 20% of the calls, depending on where you are, or what department you're working for, 80% of the calls are actually medical calls. And so a lot of people don't understand that or realize that. And so you're you're seeing things that are that, that no human being really should ever really see, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, and that, that is one thing that I would say that a lot of people definitely don't consider, you know, you think firemen, you think paramedic, and then you think, uh, you know, policemen, you know, that they're all three separate, but in reality, generally the first person to show up to a call is the fire department, Yeah, you know, and that's, that's because you're, and from what I understand, you're certified as an EMS and uh, other, you know, paramedic, right. Yeah. Um, I don't know the terminology. I apologize for that. No, but... it's okay. It's an EMT, EMT, uh, there's okay. EMT basic and then EMT paramedic and I, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a medic. So, okay. Gotcha. Yep. So yeah. that, I mean, that, that puts you guys pretty much at every single call, um, you know, that, that goes out there and, and a lot of people don't realize that. And you're not the only fire, uh, fireman that I've, that I've heard, uh, talk about there being issues with, with PTSD. A lot of people, you know, you, you think, uh, the, the police department, you think military, um, not a lot of people think firemen, 
And, yeah. and I could see, I love that you created the, you know, the gifting grit because uh, you know, that can be a barrier of entry for a lot of people um, along with the social stigma of going to therapy, yeah. uh, which is ridiculous. You know, my, <laughs> my wife and I, I'll just put it out there and this is different, but um, my wife and I go to marriage counseling on a regular basis, at least once a month. And uh, it's not, for any, like a lot of people hear that and they're like, oh man, what's going on? Like, Hey, what's going on in Jonathan's life? You know, I want to know about it. And in reality, it's, it's not that it's just having that third person there that we can have an, an environment to where we can discuss things that may not be easy. Um, it, it's a great way to build yourself up in, in your case or as a marriage. Um, you know, and so I think that needs to be a stigma that needs to get erased in society because you don't have to have something wrong with you to go talk to an expert that can help you walk through your issues, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. it, you know, these days, so many people think that, um, and it's getting better. It's starting to like, people are starting to recognize and notice like, Oh my gosh, I should really work on my mental health. Right. So it's starting to kind of uptick, but I mean, you know, we grew up in, you know, our generation, it was like, suck it up, Sally, keep on moving forward, brush, brush yourself off. And you know, men don't cry and all this bullshit. That's just not truth. Right. And so what happens is like, at least in my situation is I spent my whole life learning that emotions were not good. Right. That, that I couldn't show emotion that I couldn't emote at all because that was a sign of weakness. And the reality is, is that emotions are, are, are important. In fact, recently they've discovered that they're starting to scientifically say like our, our, our intuition, our emotions, our guts, that thing that you feel is actually a sixth sense. So it's actually, it's actually one of our senses that we don't even recognize or notice. And so emotions and feelings are actual physical manifestations within our bodies. And so when we don't allow those, those physical manifestations to come out and to work through them, we, we bury them down. And so this is what I spent my whole life doing is that I would, uh, something would happen to me, you know, or I would see something, I would be on a call or whatever. And and my, uh, my immediate reaction is to bury that thing, right? And then I never come back to it. I just, I just leave it. And what happens is, is over time, you shove so much shit down to get to the point where you just, there's it, the bucket overflows. Like it's, you know, 20 years in the fire department, plus any, you know, any damage I had, any trauma I had as a child that I've been burying, all that stuff came out, right? And that's where the suicide, suicidal ideation started. That's where the that the outburst, the anger outburst, the yelling at my kids, the fighting with my wife, the, you know, all those things were a direct result of, of me showing my emotions down. And actually, in fact, it, this is uh, how my emotions ended up finally coming out was, was when my dad died. So I got taken offline from, from work because I was having some major issues. It, it, uh, the last thing that kind of drew the line for me was somebody trying to stab me. And I was like, I'm losing my mind right now. I just, I can't take it. So I, I leave work and then I, I, you know, just a couple minutes later, my dad dies. And I spent the next, um, he died October 31st. And I went into treatment February 5th of the next year. And I cried every single day for those, for those months because I had so much stuff that I had shoved down that I just couldn't hold it anymore. It just, it was overflowing. It was overwhelming all these emotions. And I had no idea what to do with them, right? I had no clue. I was so lost. I had no idea what to do. And so it's so important that we start to recognize and notice that like, Hey, if you have a mental health problem, it's okay to ask for help. It's okay to say like, Hey, I'm not okay. I can't do this anymore. Right. Yep. No, I get it. Definitely a hundred percent. I, you know, there's a thing and I don't know, like I'm, I'm one of those people that is kind of like, you know, suck it up, deal with it. But at the same time, like there's a limit to that, you know, cause there's people out there that, that I know personally that, um, you know, you try and help them so much and they don't want to be helped. And that's a sad place. That's a really, really sad place. But the people that do want help, um, and are willing to take that effort to me, that is a, a version of sucking it up and, and dealing with it and they're manning up or whatever the, the phrases that you want to deal because you're using the tools that are provided to you that in this case, for example, therapy or speaking with other people, uh, saying that you're not going to go to therapy when you need help is like saying, you know, you've got a hammer in your tool belt, but you're going to hammer the nail in with your palm, 
you know, it just, it, it's a tool. It's something that helps you get through the situation that you're in. And if you're not using it, you know, that that's rough. And I think, so along with the social stigma, there's some people that may not have good insurance or there's other people that maybe they don't have insurance or whatever the situation is. They have to pay their deductible because they have a high deductible, what, whatever it may be. Um, and I love the idea of, of doing everything that you can that's in your control uh, as Nick and helping others to get over that hurdle. I mean, that's a barrier of entry alongside the social stigma. You personally can't get rid of the social stigma, but you can help them with their with the financial burden of of going to therapy or seeing a doctor, whatever they need. And I, I do love that. I think it's uh, that's a big deal, man. That's that's awesome. I hate that you had to experience that, but at the same time, you're using that experience to bless the lives of others, right? You're coming out of it stronger. For sure. You know, honestly, man, like uh, just hearing you say like, you hate that I had to go through it. I, I I don't see it that way anymore. And so I used to. And so right now I'm grateful for it. I'm grateful for what happened in my life so that I can make impact in this manner. Right. Because if, if these things would have not happened to me, you know, one thing I've learned is that the struggle, all the crap that we go through, all the difficulties, all the things that we experience in life are happening for us. They're happening just in a manner that is perfectly because without those things, then things like this can't be born, right? So if you look through and you see some of the greatest things that have been born, it's because people went through massive struggle in their lives, right? And through that struggle, they were able to pull out and and pull so much good out of it. And so I'm learning just to be like super grateful for what has happened, which can be hard, can be difficult, right? Can be difficult to look back and say, I'm grateful for all this crap I went through. But um, it's just a change of mindset that, that I'm working on personally of like, hey, I'm grateful for these things so that I can do this. Yeah, exactly. It's a, that's having that mindset isn't easy to get to. No. Um, and when you're in the midst of it, you probably weren't thinking, man, how am I going to help other people? <laughs> no. But that allows you, you know, once you work through your own stuff and you've seen what works, it allows you to help other people if you allow it. You know, like if you if you want that to be part of your life, which is something that that you're doing. And again, that was a big thing for me that I just um, when I heard a little just a brief part of your story and, and then I started looking at your stuff, you know, on Instagram and uh, chatting with you just a little bit. But mainly hearing that first story, it just it reminded me of so many other people that I know that have dealt with difficult things and then they turn it around and they help, you know, by blessing the lives of others with their knowledge, their experience that they've gone through almost like cutting down the, I hate to say learning curve, but it is a learning curve getting through, whether it be depression or whatever it is, there's a learning curve associated with it. And a lot of people fall off at the very beginning because it is difficult to even want to address and to know that there's someone else that has gone through it. Um, can make a huge difference. And that can just, that can just help a ton. Um, so I, I, I want to talk a little bit about, uh, I mean, you incorporate everything that I talk about here in this podcast with family and faith, fitness and the outdoors. Um, I, I kind of want to talk a little bit about your, your family to start off with. Yeah, um, you sure. mentioned, you mentioned that you had noticed, you know, in your journey that you were kind of starting to fall off the deep end because you noticed that you were getting upset with your kids arguing with your wife. I think everyone's been there. I know I have, I was just there yesterday with my son, like, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, it happens, man. Uh, right. And, uh, it but, happens. but tell me, tell me a little bit more about your family. Um, because obviously you care about your family and you guys just yeah. took an awesome trip. Um, yeah. but tell me a little bit about your family and, and you know, how many kids do you have? How long have you been yeah, married? Absolutely. So, uh, my beautiful wife, her name is Desiree Wingo. Um, we've been married for 15 years in May. So we've, we've had a go at it. Uh, we have two beautiful kids. We have our son, Owen, who is 10, and then our daughter, Annalise, who is eight. Um, they're, they're my world. They really are. You know, my wife, she's amazing. She, um, <clears throat> she actually had some trauma, some major trauma from a family member when she was a child. And so she's had a massive amount of, of things that she's worked through. And so together, we've had this really difficult um, thing to maneuver through. And so it's, it's been a, it's been a, a heck of a ride and, and, you know, we're both going through um, um, counseling and then also we're meeting together in counseling, right? So we can work through, I mean, we're, we're also going to counseling on a monthly basis, actually twice a month. 
um, because we just we notice how important it is to to work on our marriage and to be strong together so that we can show up for our kids. Well, because what we've learned is is that if we're off, if we're not good, then our kids are they're directly affected. Like our kids are a direct reflection of whatever you. Excuse me. Let me just rephrase this. Your kids, anybody's kids, they are a direct reflection of how you are acting in your life. And if you don't like that, I'm sorry, but that's the truth. And so, um, you know, we've noticed and recognized like, hey, we need to be there for our kids and show up in the best way that we can, because this family is so important for me. You know, it's it's God and then my family. Right. Right away. Um it's just, it's the way it is. You know, I, I'm there for them and they're there for me. I mean, my wife, she, she held up my house for 35 days while I get treatment, while I got treatment. I mean, man, what she did for me is, is, is amazing, you know, and um, looking back all the things, all the, um, the hurt that I caused her because of my actions from my post-traumatic stress, from my experiences, um, she's a saint. She's a saint. She's uh, she's amazing. I mean, I I wouldn't be sitting right here talking to you. The building grit wouldn't be a thing if it wasn't for her. Yeah, that's awesome. And again, another another staple to to a lot of uh, the majority of successful men that either have their own businesses or are are able to go out on extended hunting adventures, uh, whatever backpacking trips, things like that. There's always a woman in the background that's that's willing to support them. And, you know, it's not, they don't see it as a burden, right? Um, you know, that's a big key with, with marriage is that it is still two individuals and, you know, it's not 50, 50, it's 100, 100, you know, Absolutely. because it is each person individually has to come together and put, and, and it's, I, I can't remember the formula or where I heard it, but basically it's not an addition formula. When you add the two of you together, it's a multiplication or even an exponent or something, something along those lines where it just, it, it magnifies your marriage magnifies as you work together. It's not just a simple addition problem. It's not 50 plus 50, but um, I love that you, you mentioned, you bring her up that she has helped you through this and that, uh, that the kids are direct reflection. And I think that's why me and my son bump heads so much because <laughs> he's so much like me, you yeah. know, and I get so frustrated and I realize like, it's my job to help walk him through. Cause I have those same emotions, the same things that he's dealing with, but he's seven and I'm 29. So I've had 22 years to, to figure those emotions out and I need to help him with that. So, um, sure. yeah, no, that that's awesome, man. And then tell us a little bit about this trip that you guys just took. It was, it looked pretty awesome. You're driving around. The Tesla. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So my Tesla got wrecked. Uh, so we had a Tesla and it got totaled on the highway. Somebody uh, got pushed out in front of us and actually the person who caused the accident took off. Um, and I I'd never thought that, that, you know, that car was like this, this, um, transition on life representation for me of leaving the fire service and stepping into some other things. And, uh, when I was stripped of it, I was like, you know, I was like, man, this is, I mean, this is the thing that was my representation of my chain. And I was so devastated. Um, but it turned into this beautiful thing because we actually ended up getting a car that was a year newer and less miles and nicer and, um, uh, more upgrades and, better looking. Um, and we, uh, it was up in Seattle, Washington. And so we took the opportunity to, uh, we flo flew out to Seattle and we drove uh, the, the Pacific coast. So we drove uh, up into Forks, Washington, and then we drove all the way down the one-on-one to the one. And then we down, we drove down the one to Santa Barbara and um, cut across Vegas from there. And it was this, man, it was this beautiful, um, you know, every time I take time to slow down, and just go take in this God is an artist. And so he created this beautiful world for us. Like everything that is around us is, was designed just for us. And so to go and see the beauty within that, it, it's just, there's something about it to just see that beauty and be in it and just um, all the feelings and the smells and the sights. And, um, you know, we saw birds and, um, you know, elephants and one beach we went on there was dolphins and this lady who's lived there for 30 years said there's never been dolphins in this cove in the 30 years i've lived here um and so it was this really beautiful amazing thing that we were able to connect together and um just be together as a family and you know one thing i want to say about this is that I i've learned for me and my family one of the most important things is to slow down 
and just do something present together, right? And so that's why we did that was so that we could just slow down and be together. It's so important in family. It's so important to do those things. Yeah, I agree with you 100% on that as well. It's, uh, you know, a lot of people, I, I talk a lot about hunting, but I don't think that people understand why I enjoy it so much. It has nothing to do. Well, I can't say it has nothing to do. I do love bringing meat home. I love the experience sure. of, of respecting the animal, uh, making sure I've done everything that I can to make sure the animal goes down as ethically as possible. But it's all the journey before that, the hiking in, the backpacking, the, the walking around for days, not seeing an animal, or at least not the animal I can hunt, you know, and, and just enjoying soaking in nature being unplugged, not having electronics and, uh, and being out there. And then even more so when I'm with my family, now my family doesn't like hiking as much as I do. They enjoy, they'll, they'll go for three mile loops, maybe five. Um, but, uh, they, they do love getting outside, you know, and, and you could just see the difference in the kids when you're out there, when you're not stuck to screens, when you're not, uh, in school all day, um, and when you're outside, there's, there's a difference. And so I haven't got to drive the full West coast. I'd love to go to Oregon, um, and see the beautiful. coast up there. It's in Oregon. beautiful. Oh my gosh. So beautiful, man. The, the cliffs off. I mean, you're literally driving in, there's parts where you're driving in the, uh, in the redwoods. So these massive trees, you know, I mean, it stood there with my arms all the way out to this tree and it's still, you know, it can't still get even, you know, still bigger than that. There's a tree up there, 26 feet across, which is just insane. Wow. It's insane yeah. to even fathom. Um, but to be in that, I agree with you to be outdoors and, uh, you know, and there's something about, um, like the, the, the energy within, within the, within the woods, with the outdoors, you know, um, like moving water, it, it really, it has charges. It has positive charges and, you know, your body, you can just, you absorb those, you absorb that energy from the, from nature, you know? And so it's, it's just, it's so reviving and, um, I mean, for me, and it sounds like for you too, it just fills my soul. Yeah. No, Legitimately definitely. fills my soul. Definitely. I'm, I'm reading a book right now called the comfort crisis. And, uh, and it, the part that I'm in right now, he's up in Alaska hunting caribou with these two guys that he describes as like wild men. Like, you know, they just, they, they live in the outdoors and he is an office worker normally in a cubicle. And he finally just got to a point where he was like, I need to get out and stress myself a little bit more than just the stresses of answering emails, you know, and, uh, and he gets out there and he was like, you don't realize how easily you can become bored when you don't have any of the distractions. And he was like, I was just sitting there for 10 minutes and it, those 10 minutes felt like an eternity. You know, the first 10 minutes of not having, no one's talking, they're glassing. He doesn't have any binoculars. So he's kind of like, well, what do I do? <laughs> and he was like he started reading all the labels on his backpack and his food and like you know just <laughs> and he 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 just breaks it down so intensely and and i think that's something that i i enjoy so much is just being able to go out and pick apart the landscape um seeing sunrises sunsets uh how you know animals interact with their environment um hearing all the sounds the the breeze like just all those things uh, it, it's amazing. And I, I love that you brought up, you know, God's an amazing artist. He just, he, it, it's crazy to me to think that science is involved with all of the stuff that go like up to the, the color of the sky, the leaves changing colors, like all that stuff is, is a science art project. <laughs> you know, it it's totally just, is. it, it totally blows is. me away. It blows me away. And, and, uh, I mean, I don't even know how else to describe that, but I, I would love to do that trip that you guys did. And I think it's awesome that you didn't just fly out and get a new car. No. Your wife didn't fly out and get a new car. You turned it into a family experience where you guys flew out and drove down the coast together. I think that's, that's amazing. Um, yeah. What, what do you think your favorite part was? Um, I don't know, man. There was so many amazing things. Um, just, I mean, just seeing all of it, right. Just seeing all the things. I mean, you know, some of my highlights was, um, seeing, seeing the, um, the elephant seals on elephant seal beach, um, going into the redwoods and just seeing those massive trees, seeing the Smith river, which is actually the clearest river in the United States of America. I mean, you could see the bottom, all, I mean, all the way across the river was wild. 
um, <clears throat> Glass Beach in Fort Bragg. Uh, that was amazing. Yeah, there was just so much. There were so many things. I mean, you know, going uh, going through Big Sur, I mean, you're talking, you know, big, massive mountains down into the ocean, you know, 100 foot, 200 foot cliffs all the way down into the ocean. I mean, driving up that road, there's a couple of places where there's like this little bump. It's like this big, right? And then it's like 150 foot sheer drop. There's like a foot of foot of um, land and then whoosh, straight down pretty wild you know you're looking at your out your window i was right in the passenger at one point and i was looking down like holy crap <laughs> right crazy <laughs> super cool though super cool that's awesome that's awesome and then so you do so through your journey and i've noticed you do a lot with with fitness you've you yourself have lost a significant amount of weight right if i understand that correctly yeah mm-hmm. yeah okay. about 60 pounds i was originally about 280 wow. pounds and now i'm like 220 225 wow that's, that's awesome, dude. That is, that is pretty sweet. Talk to us a little bit about that. What, um, what's fitness like for you? Is this something that has always been around for you? Did you pick it up to kind of cope with the stress, the depression, uh, the things that you were going through, or is it kind of always been in, you know, your entire life? Yeah. So, uh, originally I was, I was actually, I was an athlete in high school. And so I was, I was actually really lean. I was, you know, 218 pounds of power lifter, actually a, a hell up until recently, I held a state record for um, powerlifting in high school. I, I bench pressed 405 pounds at 218 pounds. Uh, and I was deadlift 650, squatted 650 as well. Wow. Um, and so I was a powerlifter. Yeah, it was that was where my base, base was. But I um, I jacked up my knees um, and a, a couple other joints from lifting so heavy. And so I kind of fell off and I just started gaining a shit ton of weight. And fire department, drinking beer, um, not working out. And I went from, you know, I stopped working out for the most part, probably when I was in like 21, 22, I would, you know, I would lift, but not like I should have been not consistently. Um, and let's see, probably about three years ago now, um, I just, I had had enough. I had had enough of the weight. I had had enough of feeling like crap. And so I, um, I made a commitment to start counting macros. And uh, when I started counting macros, man, it changed my life. You know, got super lean, got the leanest I've been, 200 and 220 pounds, like 7% body fat. Um, and it was, you know, for me, it was just recognizing, like, if I don't fix this, I'm not going to be around for my kids. Like, one of the biggest things I was noticing is that, you know, I'm 38 now, and uh, playing with my kids can be difficult when you're overweight and out of shape. And so, you know, I, I have a 10-year-old and, 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 and an 8-year-old. And they want to play. Right. And so I'm, I'm like, man, I, I got to get back into shape. I got to get back into, um, you know, getting my, my diet under control. Once I did that, the big thing now for me has actually been incorporating a lot more of um, um, stretching and, uh, you know, um, just a lot more movement stuff, a lot more body weight movements and um, not lifting as heavy. I still, I still get my days where I'll lift, but nothing compared to what I used to do. I mean, I don't put more hundred, more than 225 pounds on the bench press anymore. I just, you know, I don't pick up more than 70 pound dumbbells. I just, I, I, I don't need to anymore. So that's kind of, that's where my fitness journey is right now. Right now I, I work out in the mornings actually. It's, it's uh, that's a uh, part of my morning routine is I, I get up, I do my breath work, I go work out, I sit in the sauna, do a meditation. And then I cold shower every day. It's perfect. Works out great. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's funny to me too. Cause I, I went down that rabbit hole of wanting to, to do powerlifting and I just kind of, for you, you actually competed for me. I was convincing myself that even though I was getting fat, I was getting strong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, um, and I think a lot of people can get into that, but I, I, I do love that you, you hit that kind of rock bottom where you're like, all right, you know, I want to be around for my kids. This is more than just, you know, enjoying some beers with the buddies or, uh, you know, being a little out of shape. Like this is to a point where I want to be able to run around with my kids and enjoy my kids while, while I can. And, uh, I, I think that's a, that's a huge, huge deal that I don't think a lot of people realize. Um, I think that a lot of people go through life and I I'm starting to understand this, that most people are sick, whether it be mentally sick because they're they're dealing with some sort of depression anxiety something along those lines or they're not physically healthy they're physically sick 
And that doesn't have to mean that you have the flu or that you have anything else. It just means that you're not at your optimal uh, point that you need to be at. Now for grandma, for example, that wants to go hang out with her grandkids, you need to be at a different fitness level. Some people don't like that word, but fitness health level than someone who is wanting to go run a marathon. It's all based on your goals. And like for you, for example, you don't want to lift heavy anymore because you're not trying to power lift. Yep. You just want to be around for your kids and your grandkids. And so you do, a, you know, you mentioned breath work and body weight stuff with some weight lifting in there as well. And so uh, you're finding what works for you and what you can do sustainably, but also with the goal in mind that you have of, of being around for your kids. Um, I think that's awesome. And I think that that is very understated uh, with, with, you know, social media, the way that it is, everyone wants to have the six pack abs or, you know, the chiseled chest or no hair or whatever, you know, whatever your ideal yeah. is, um, right. you know, instead of looking at it and saying, Hey, this is what my goal is. My goal is not your goal. You know, I want to go do this. You want to go do that. I'm going to compare me to me of yesterday rather than me to you, you know? Well, let's um, be honest. The six pack is just, it's not sustainable. Like that's one of the things that people don't understand is that, you know, I've had a six pack and I can tell you right now that getting to the point where I'm super chiseled, that shit sucks. Like it is not fun. But what I can do is I can maintain that 12% body fat where my, you know, you can kind of see my abs, but I'm not super ripped, right? I, I'm just not built that way. My body's not built like these dudes who can just hold their six packs indefinitely, you know, I, I've, I've tried it and it, it just, it's not fun. It's not fun for me. And so just, just remember, you know, I think it's, I think it's important to state like, you know, you may not, your body type may not be the one that's going to have this chiseled freaking ripped abs. Sometimes it just doesn't happen that way. Yep, exactly. And, and someone said it best when they said, you know, don't compare your life to someone else's highlight reel, which is what social media is. No for one's going to sure. post their crappy stuff unless they're looking for sympathy. Right. Yeah, you know, for, uh, sure. for the most part, I think, and now it's becoming a lot more uh, accepted for people to, to share their weaknesses in a respectful way, which, um, you know, it's something that, that you talk about a lot, but you're not asking for sympathy. You're asking for, you know, th this is real life. How does this apply to whoever's reading this post? Right. How, you know, you want to help other people to become better. And, and so, um, but yeah, I, I definitely agree that it's, it's important to, to take fitness and put it in to your life based on, based on your goals. And, uh, you seem to be doing that now you do something. I I've been seeing you do something with your stretching where you're like doing a handstand on a seat with yeah. what, what yeah. is that? So, yeah. So, uh, um, I've been getting in the Wim Hof method. And one of the things that Wim Hof does is he does the, the hands, the handstands. Um, and the reason being is the blood flow to your head. Um, the blood flow to your brain is supposed to help with all kinds of things. And so um, my wife is, uh, she actually is a, she's certified in yoga. She does um, yoga faith. So it's a Christian based yoga. Um, and so I've been working with her on doing head, hand, you know, headstands and some of these other things that I would usually not ever do. So it's been, it's been interesting and fun. Um, you know, it's, it's uh, it would be hilarious for some people to see me going through my, my uh, yoga stretching, but it's been good, man. Like I, I I've gotten to the point now where when I first started stretching, I hated it. Like I loathed it. I was like, Oh, I don't want to stretch. It sounds terrible. Um, and now every night, like it's, it's my jam 15 to 30 minutes of stretching. It just feels so good. And I'm really starting to understand actually one of my, one of my goals this year is to be able to do the splits. And so I'm, uh, I'm working in that direction currently 225 pound man doing the, doing the splits. That's, that's where I'm headed. Yeah, you can you can keep that. <laughs> I like I like the basic like IT band stretching and your back stretches and stuff like the very very surface level yoga stuff, but not no definitely not the splits. I'm not I'm not there yet. Um, I don't know if I ever will be. <laughs> no, the reason I started doing it is because um, I'm a lot of these a lot of these guys that um, um, that are, you know, that have gone through some of these guys that have gone through and really had a huge healing in their life has, has been uh, through stretching. And so that's when I was like, Hmm, maybe I should start to stretch more. And, and I'm actually starting to notice like some of my ailments, my back pain, my knee pain is starting to actually relieve with stretching. And so if you're someone who's got, 
you're, you're not quite there yet, but uh, as you age, <laughs> as you start to approach that 40, man, things start to hurt real, you know, more and more and more, especially if you've had any type of injuries. And so I've had a lot of previous injuries that I'm trying to work through. And so stretching has been huge for me. So huge for me. Yeah, no, I get it. That's uh, yeah. You know, I've incorporated a lot more stretching than I used to. Um, and it, it does help. It helps a lot. And I'm, I'm not naturally flexible by any means at all. I feel um, yeah. I'm, I'm wound up tighter than a freaking rubber band ball, but uh, I just, I, I think it's awesome that you, you know, no shame in saying you're going to go do the splits again. That's just, to me, it just, uh, oh man, that blows my mind. I can't even imagine. I can't. <laughs> but you know, if it works again, if it works for you, then you do it, you know, do yep. it and do it, do it with pride. But, um, and I'll, I'll cheer you on. It's like, if you told me you're going to go run a marathon, I'll cheer you on, but I'm not running it with you. I'm not running a marathon, bro. The only thing I'm running from is a bear. There you go. And even then I'm not likely running because I probably have a gun. So <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So um, what are some of your, your favorite things to do with, uh, with your family, whether that be, um, you know, fitness related, outdoors related, what, what are some of your favorite things to do with, with your kids and your, your wife? Actually, you know, one of our biggest things is going out and hiking. Um, you know, we're, uh, we're huge into getting out and doing hikes, you know, being in Colorado, there's so many day hikes you can go out and do. And so that's one of our biggest things. We're, we're into adventure, anything new. We just like to go and do new things and see things outdoors. It's, it's our jam, you know, being out in nature, being, being connected. It just, it makes us, it just really makes us feel alive. That's Awesome. So I've, I've been to Colorado, um, not a ton. But I, I know there's a lot of exploring that can be done up there. And, and I'd love to visit up in, in Colorado someday because um, there's just so much that I hear about. And um, I've only been to like Denver and then driving through Colorado. Um, but but yeah, there's there's definitely some beautiful mountains up there and and uh, and, and things to go explore. Um, you know, it, it's I don't know. It's just going back to the outdoors. Like it's hard to put. It's one of those things that's intangible. Like I know there's science behind it. You get the sun rays, your body builds up vitamin D, like all this other stuff, but there's something about just getting outside. Like I can't explain it. And, and that's why I always say what I do, whether it be on my, you know, on Instagram story every day or at the end of my podcast, because you really do have to get outside in some form, um, almost on a daily basis. And I would say the only exception should be if it's like a blizzard or even then, like, I like to go out and have fun in the backyard with the kids. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, but, but like just getting outside, there's just something I, I can't even, I can't put words to it. Like between the crazy, awesome hikes and seeing the the coastline to simply just going to the park yep. with your kids and yep. being present with your kids, not being the parent. Yes. I'm calling people out that sit on the bench and twiddle their thumbs on their phone while their kids are over there playing on the playground. Like I love to see, and I know I'm, I've surrounded myself with, with good people when I see the, my fellow parents that are chasing their kids on the playground, you know, they're not sitting on their phones on the bench or whatever. Um, and, and so for me, that's it, people overcomplicated. I feel like you can just simply walk around the, the, the block with your kids, let them get out on their yep. scooters, their bikes, um, go for a jog, race them, you know, uh, things like that, that just get the blood flowing and get outside a little bit. It just, it does something to the soul that, that you just can't, you can't describe until you've been there and you've made it a consistent part of your life. And then there's a day you can't get outside. Uh, like today I'm feeling it. Usually I go for my walk jog around lunchtime. And today was just so slammed. Like I talked to my wife as I was getting off work and I'm like, I haven't made outside today. <laughs> like I just, I need to get out there and do something like it just, Oh, it's a bug. But, um, anyway, so what, I just want to kind of ask you here to, to wrap up a little bit. Um, what is your, what's your goal with building grit and giving grit? What's your, what's like your kind of your vision? What do you see? Um, where do you see this going? Yeah. So, um, actually it's funny you asked that that's kind of, it's something that's evolving currently, <coughs> excuse me. Um, and so building grit, gifting grit, it, it is all about, um, it's all about 
helping firefighters uh, get the help that they need, right? That's that's the biggest thing. But um, what I'm learning is the piece that is really important to me is the marriage. And so a firefighter's marriage suffers significantly. And so the end goal is actually uh, marriage retreats with me and my wife for, um, you know, for first responders, for police officers, for veterans, for, um, you know, the people that serve us. It ultimately would be marriage retreats that um, give those people both the tools that they need to work through the, the trauma. Because let's be honest and real, the the whoever the person is that's working, the, the spouse is suffering just as much, right? Because they're dealing with the um, the outbursts, the all the stuff that falls out onto them, and so often they get they get they get forgot about, like the spouses get forgot about completely. And so my goal is, is to really touch on those marriages and, and really help those marriages heal. So that's the direction we're headed. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I, I really like to hear that because again, there's, I know there's resources out there, but um, having someone that has gone through it, didn't just go to school about it, but went to the school of hard knocks, like real life and lived through these things. And also having your wife on board, um, that, that's a game changer because that'll that that'll help people again going back to the whole idea of the learning curve getting over the hurdles that you guys went through without them having to actually go through because that's that's tough like because you can get to a certain point where you're just ready to give up because you think that there is no end and then you you've been there multiple times where you you and your wife were just you know you're done one of you is done or both of you is done that day and it's not even that you intentionally mean to, but as like a firefighter, I can imagine you're just serving all day to the point where when you come home, you have nothing left to give. Yeah. And of course your, your wife's been giving all day to the kids and to neighbors or whoever else needed her. And she needs from you now and you need from her and neither of you have anything to give, no. you know, and that just is a, that's a recipe for disaster. You can't fill someone else's cup when you have nothing to give. And vice yeah. versa, you know, absolutely. And that's why so much truth in that. Yeah. That's why I'm a, I'm a firm believer of charging your own batteries, being selfish at times, people will call it selfish, but taking that time to have your own hobbies and things that can better yourself so that you can in turn serve other people and not feel like it's a burden to serve your, especially your closest, your loved ones, you know, yeah. your, your wife and your, and your kids. Um, and so I, I think that's amazing because I mean, just, this the idea of, of having a group of people together that are dealing with the same situations and can be vulnerable to each other and talk through these situations that they're all experiencing and having you as kind of that guide to get them through it because you've been through it and you're going through it. You're, you're, you're still, you didn't just say, Oh, okay, it's done. Like you said, you're still going to marriage counseling. You're separately going to counseling because you want to keep that. You don't want it to start unraveling. You want to make it stronger. And so that's, that's really awesome. Um, <clears throat> And then what would you say, uh, what gets you out of bed every day? What, if you had to put one thing um, down or if some, you know, what, what's the one thing that gets you out of bed every single day that drives you to do what you do? Hmm. That's a really good question. <laughs> That's a really good question. You know, mine is just my love for people. I just love people. I love to be there for people. Like I like to show up for people. I like to, you know, include my, you know, my first one I show up for is my wife. I read the Bible to my wife first thing I wake up and then I go in and I transition in my two hours of my time. Um, and so for me, it's all about the connection with people, man, because like we have one shot at this life and, um, all the stuff, all the things, they're cool. Yeah. Like the Tesla, it's awesome. It's a great fucking car. I love it. Love driving it. It's fun. Right. But at the end of the day, that car is nothing without the people in it. Right. Like the, the, the drive down the coastline is, is not the same without the three other people in the car with me. Um, this podcast is not the same without us sitting in front of each other. Right. And so for me, it's all about connection. That's great. That's awesome. Yeah. It's, I, I love asking that question because it, it, it peels away the layers for people, you know, and, and deep down inside, like you can tell that you, you genuinely want to serve others. You, you want to, to help other people and to build those connections and to help them uh, live their best lives as well. 
And um, I mean, that just, that just reverberates off of, of you and what you're building. And, and I, I can't wait to see where you take this. I can't wait to see, you know, five, 10 years from now, um, you know, you taking these people on these retreats so that they can, they can in turn share with other people. And uh, I mean, I, I don't have anything else to say about that, except that I just, I'm excited to see where you're taking this man. Cause I think it's a, it's an underserved community that serves so much, you know, um, and, and they definitely deserve more. So I appreciate that's that. awesome. Yeah, no, of course, man. And I, you know, I grew up in a family of uh, military family. Um, I didn't personally serve, but everyone in my family has served. And, uh, in my, my grandpa who, who retired, um, he told me, he was like, he was like, I'm sending you to college. He was like, you're not going in as a grunt. He was like, you either go in as an officer or don't. <laughs> I, was like, he, I was like, I trust your judgment. Cause I was on the borderline. I was like, I'm going to go in possibly, but anyway, um, ended up not doing it, but I've seen how it affects so many lives. You know, my uncles, my dad, uh, my grandparents just, you know, on that side of things. And, uh, and so I, I appreciate what you've done, even though I didn't live in that community and what you're doing for those that have served us. Um, I, I really appreciate that. And I, I appreciate your time today, man. I appreciate you coming on and, and sharing with us about, you know, building grit, giving grit. Um, where can people find you if they have more questions or they want to read your book or they want to give? Yeah, yeah absolutely. So it's super simple. Uh, my name is Nick Wingo, N-I-C-K-W-I-N-G-O. And you can just find me at nickwingo.com. It's got all my social on it all the things that we have going on, um, a little bit about the, um, <clears throat> the nonprofit. And so the, the book, the, the book, the link for Amazon is there. You can find all of it there. Awesome. Cool deal. Yeah. You guys go check him out. He's uh, he's an awesome human being and uh, he just, he's down to earth, not looking for anything, not, not any fame or anything like that. He just wants to genuinely serve people and help people and especially the community that has served and given so much. So uh, thanks again for coming on, Nick. And uh, you guys go check them out. I'm going to leave the links down below. And of course, as I always say, get out, live your life and love it. All right. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I enjoyed being a part of that conversation. Nick is an amazing guy. I'll leave the links down below where you can find him uh, for his book on Instagram or anywhere else you want to check him out. But please go check out his stuff. If you know anyone that is dealing with PTSD and needs a community to join in, uh, definitely check Nick out and send them his way. Hope you guys have an amazing day, amazing weekend. Spend it with your loved ones. Get outside and, of course, live your life and love it.